Ahoy, hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I am learning. And we are continuing our way through the entirety of the series. This week, we watched season three, episode 11. Here we go. Uh, Burns Verkaufen der Kraftwerk. Very good. Also known as Burns to Sell the Power Plant. Yes. I guess that Verkaufen... That's is the infinitive. The okay, yes. yeah. The wiki says so. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it should it should have been uh, something else, but yeah, whatever the whatever the uh, first person or third person singular for yeah Verkoff yeah. The, yeah they did not conjugate when they uh, yeah. made this. They asked title. Google. <laughs> <laughs> they sure did in 1991. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyways, uh, we're going to kick things off in the usual fashion. Caitlin's going to give us some more specs. She gave us one already. Oh, yeah. One spec. You're welcome. One spec. Um, just like the speck of poop on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Timothy? Uh <laughs> This episode is production code AF09, written by John Vitti, directed by Mark Kirkland. Original air date December 5th, 1991. Uh-huh. I have a tidbit. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Caitlin turned to me and said, I have a tidbit and I will tell you on this. This ha- it does not have to do with this episode, other than that the individual in question is involved in this episode, and the individual in question is John Schwartzwalder. Oh, okay. Uh, OG writer and producer for yeah, yeah, yeah. The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, I was listening to another podcast in which Patton Oswald was a guest. Uh-huh. And he said, <laughs> I don't know the veracity of this. I did not look it up beyond listening to the podcast. Uh-huh. So this is how misinformation is spread. But I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna tell it anyway because I thought it was kind of Let funny. us perpetuate. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, apparently, when, he, when John Swartzwater was writing his episodes of The Simpsons, uh-huh. he went to a specific cafe, sat in a specific booth, and smoked and wrote. Oh. Um, but eventually the cafe banned smoking. So you can't do that to a writer. (laughs) Exactly. So what he did was he had a replica of that space built in his house, like the booth. Uh huh. So he could sit and smoke and write. Wow. Yeah. That is. Isn't that wild? Yes. That is is such a. But I understand that though. Cause like working, like. For me, at least, like having uh-huh. a very specific context in which to work, right? Like it makes my brain be like, okay, it's time to be productive. Actually, like during COVID, I was doing that, like with my clothes. Like, yeah, I, I know lots of people would like put on like a suit top or whatever and wear uh-huh. shorts or something like that. Uh, I know Steve Jackson did that a lot. Yeah, but like. I could not do that. Like, if I was working, I needed to dress like I was at work. And I don't dress like... In, in, I mean, if you're not in costume. Right. But like, I don't, but what I mean is, like, I don't dress up for work. I typically wear, like, khaki shorts and a polo shirt. Uh-huh. But that's obviously different than what I'm wearing right now, which is, like, a house shirt and, like... By house shirt, I just mean, like, an old T-shirt. A not very, like a, a very tattered... <laughs> <laughs> a very tattered T-shirt. <laughs> I don't know. Depending on where you are from, if you are from where I am, house shirt means gown. <laughs> yeah. So, like, My grandma called them a house dress or a house coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. House dresses, I've heard that too. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, no moo-moos in this house yet. Not yet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a water bird, so, you know, one step closer. This is true. Did you get that from me for my birthday or something? What was that? I gave that to you for, it was either was Christmas it, or your birthday. It was in my, I think maybe it was in my stocking. Maybe. <laughs> or something like yeah. that. I was very excited to get the drinking yeah, bird. It's, it's over on our little shelf. <laughs> yep. And, um, it, and it definitely works 
Uh, yep. And it definitely would not work in the way that it is used in The Simpsons. No, it would not. That is correct. Yeah, not enough force behind that beak. I guess the whole thing is like that it's so like well balanced that when you wet the beak, it, it throws it, it off. Tips it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's a YouTube video on the science behind the water. Oh, bird. yeah, but that's all the way over there. I know. <laughs> so, so we're just going to speculate. That's right. So that's my tidbit about John Schwartzwalder. Um, I thought it was funny, so I thought I'd share it on the podcast. That is funny. I yeah, like so like I would I would put on like a polo shirt to like do work stuff mm-hmm. because it just made me feel like mm-hmm. I was not just sitting at home, right? You know, uh, and I also like I get really distracted very quickly and easily by noise. So like if I'm working or if I'm like writing an email, like I have to turn the TV down all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sight that like like. What's on the TV isn't necessarily distracting me. It's just the noise that's mm-hmm. coming from it. Uh, so that's what I have to say about that. Yep. <laughs> Very good. Very uh-huh. good. Uh, so this episode. The Land of Chocolate episode. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of chocolate involved like I was anticipating. Um, <laughs> I have seen this. Uh-huh. It is. It, it, I did not remember any of it. Yeah. Um, so... Okay. Take that for what it is. <laughs> um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, do you like how I set your mic up for you? Yeah, thanks. I set it up in the with the with the new shock mount, uh, the way that Caitlin had to do it with the old shock yeah. mount, which is like with the microphone and on this, top this of the sand. Ridiculous pop filter, <laughs> like golden arch over here. Yeah, you know I did that, so you wouldn't hit the pop filter every oh. time you open the book. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Well, that's that's using your noggin. Excuse me. Do you, are you looking at these blonde hair and blue, this blonde hair and these blue eyes? Yeah, you're, that's some you German have, engineering, you have right very, there. Very good work ethic. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Robert de Kraftwerk. Yeah. Um. My. Uh, just a warning. My computer is exceptionally slow today. What's going on over there? I have no idea. Hey. Maybe it's all these things that are open. Hold on. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Could um, be. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, do you have anything for the credits? Uh, no, I actually, actually, I guess I do have something to say. This chalkboard gag was lame. Uh, yeah. I did not like it. Oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do the synopsis. Oh, you didn't do the synopsis. Yeah, the here, synopsis. let me do the synopsis. So this is Burns Verkaufen der Kraftwerk, or Burns to Sell the Power Plant, because they did not conjugate correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the synopsis is from Simpsons. Uh, Simpsons.fandom.com. That's the Simpsons wiki. We will leave a link in the description. Uh, so Mr. Burns sells the nuclear power plant to a pair of German businessmen for $100 million. As a result of the takeover, Homer loses his job and falls into a state of depression. Homer sees Burns and Smithers in Moe's and speaks his mind to him. Burns realizes not having his position of power. Uh, re- Burns realizes of of Burns realizes of not having his position of power. Ooh, need to edit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he buys the power plant back for fifty million and immediately rehires Homer. Yep, that's that's, that's what happens. That's, that's what happens. They no d- chocolate anywhere. They did not mention the land of chocolate. No, they sequence. did not. <laughs> <laughs> they did not. Um, yeah. I guess that sticks out into my head so much because it's on the Ghost Simp Sonic with the Simpsons album. Oh, uh, okay. And so, like, I have always, always associated this episode with that with that sequence of Homer dancing around in the chocolate land okay. and taking a bite out of the chocolate dog and it yeah. yipping and running away. Yeah. Um. So, 
Anyway, are yes. you okay? Yes, I'm okay. Sorry. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. So, opening up in the credits here, um, the the uh, chalkboard gag is the Christmas pageant does not stink. Hey, yeah. did you see my very literal picture yesterday? I posted it on Facebook. The stink bug yes. in the toilet. Yes. yes, I did. I was laughing a lot at that. I yeah. went into pee in the bathroom at work, and there was a stink bug in the toilet, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just laughing about oh. it. <laughs> Toilet stink. That's, that's stink right. Stink bug stink. It's, it's a stink bug. It's oh a very literal God. picture. <laughs> How very meta of the stink bug. Yeah. <laughs> Patronizing me over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. It's just like, that's an interesting thing to talk about on the um, on the podcast. Well, I just thought, you know. I might Word throw, association. I might just throw it up on the uh, on the Instagram. Okay. Put, hey, did y'all enjoy my pictures from Five Guys last week? <laughs> Did you see them? Go over to our Instagram and check out my pictures of five. Oh, I didn't ask the question. What question was I going to ask on the? Oh shit! It was. Oh, are the Simpsons human? Oh yeah, that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, I should D- put that up today. You should. I will do that. Yeah. Uh, even though we are recording now. Sorry, our follow through is not great, everybody. <laughs> uh, we've I'm been. Super Robert's busy. been super busy. I've uh, been super tired. I have a show opening basically tomorrow. Tomorrow is like friends and family night, mm-hmm. and then Tuesday through. Sunday of this week, I am like doing a show every night in addition to my day job. Uh, so like, yeah. So we're we're. I haven't even put our little graveyard out, and I don't even know if I'm going to. <laughs> At this point, it might just be uh, moot. Yeah, I mean our Halloween decorations graveyard, yeah. and so that's okay. We'll still be out there on Halloween, and you know, with our spooky dookie and my giant bags of Costco candy yeah. and, and all that. Yeah. But yeah, uh that's it's a lot of work to do. Yeah, it, it's it's okay. Okay, it'll be fine. Um, I like Halloween. We haven't been to like any Halloween events or anything. Like, like it's this is unusual, I think, for us. Uh, yeah. And so, I just kind of feel like I normally feel at Christmas time because I don't really do like a lot of Christmassy stuff, and everybody else is talking about and doing Christmassy stuff. We we put pumpkins up in the house. Like little little um, resin. Pumpkins. Oh, that's true. That's right. Yes, your mother gave us some yeah. pumpkins. <laughs> we, we can drag that stuff out today if you want to. Yeah, we yeah. got that. We got that cool Halloween tree that we need to put out. That's true. I saw it in the attic when I went up there. Yeah. Uh, the other day, and I was like, maybe I should just grab that and bring it down. Yeah. A little so festive. the cats can push off the. Yeah, God. <laughs> push the ceramic yeah. tree off. Uh, <laughs> anyways, all right. We've been uh, busy, so that, yeah, that's that. Yeah, I'm um, actually. Frankly, if I'm being 100% with you, dear listener, I am surprised that we are on schedule to do this recording. At yeah, this point. your girl, your girl got up this morning, immediately fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> she did. <laughs> got up. Like, Poor Robert set everything up because I was asleep. I, w- I woke up like I I tend to wake up pretty early, so like I woke up at like 5:45, and I was like, "Well, I'm up." And so I came in here, and it was a nice morning. I like I like the early morning because it's like the quiet part of the morning and nothing is happening anywhere. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I was sitting in here and eventually, I guess probably like eight o'clock or so. It was like seven forty-five. Yeah. My alarm goes off at seven thirty. Okay. On the weekends. Uh, then here come, here come the dogs. And, uh, and then I was like, I was like, Oh, I hear the dog paws and I see them come out. And then they both turned around and looked and here. I hear this like shuffling across the wood. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. And I was like, hi. <laughs> My hair was, I'm sure it looked great. Yeah. It looked like morning hair. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> I like, I'm, I'm fairly certain that our neighbors think I am a vagabond or <laughs> terribly unemployed because 
if I am home, I am not wearing real clothes. We, we have uh, we have Ukrainian neighbors, yeah. and uh, one of them is a retired man who like stands out on their little porch and drinks yeah. coffee in the morning. And so, like, he's, like, very quiet out there every time he catches me off he guard. He scares me, yeah. Yes. He, like, <laughs> we'll walk out there, and, like, I'm going to the car, and all of a sudden you hear, Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. I was talking to him, y'all. Like, um, I was talking to him when uh, the whole, like, Ukrainian-Russian crisis started happening, and I was like, man, I'm so sorry to hear about what's happening over there. That man looks at me, and he just shrugs, and he goes, Russia is Russia. Yeah, <laughs> he is like, probably, yeah, what would you say? He's probably in his 60s. I would say 60s so, or maybe very early 70s. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's lived through a lot. He's seen it. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I mean, he very recently just came back from over there um, to, to live with his wife. Yeah, yeah, and I think that didn't he say that they were going over there or something like that at some point to me? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway. You, you chat with him way more than I do. I do. I like talking I tr- with him. I try to, I try to, <laughs> I try to be polite. I, you know, I say, good morning. And how are you? And then he never answers. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is fine. Um, Maybe he's not sure if he's supposed to answer that. You know, like me, I have, I've heard before that like, like Slavic people, mm-hmm tend to like look down on that part of yeah because they don't think it's genuine yeah and it's not genuine like you know like when you say how are you to somebody you don't mean tell me about how things are going right well i mean (laughs) you can say good or bad yeah but you're not supposed to say bad i guess if you said hey how are you and someone was like oh man terrible i'm I'm so sad you'd be like oh Oh, boy i was way more than i intended (laughs) i gotta go to work Russia's no good. <laughs> oh, boy. Which, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, appro- appropriate segue for this conversation, uh, what with the Soviet Union and all. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so <laughs> here we go. Caitlin is pushing this through I'm the tra- door. I'm Weird. trying to door. get you back on track, bro. <laughs> so we open the episode. I got to talk about some stuff in the beginning because like... I you got to get warmed up. Well, I got to warm up and I also have to like type down some stuff so that I can put it in the description, right? Okay. So like... I just wrote down Ukrainian neighbors. So say if you look ha- at say the, good morning to your Ukrainian it's neighbor. Gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be something like like get back on track and say hi to your Ukrainian neighbors because yeah. this week. <laughs> um, I have not seen his wife in a while, but I'm sure everything's fine. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, uh, man, I am thinking about a cheesesteak over here. Oh boy. Like okay. Hardcore. Okay, let's do it. So here we go. We so, open. So we passed the the very lame. Uh, chalkboard gag and then we uh the couch gag by the way they are definitely changing the music every time for yes Lisa, right um there is something on the wiki about the arrangement of the theme song uh-huh. apparently there's a couple different composers and this is not danny elfman it's the, the other guy oh but i keep my computer <laughs> but his <laughs> but like the like lisa's music when she is dancing yeah it out changes every time right yeah or, it or it, like, every time. It, yeah it's but this it's, one was noticeably different because it was very like it was very like staccato jazzy yeah like bah, 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 yeah like <laughs> god don't remember it yes but. <laughs> um it was and, exactly like that yes and then um we have uh, the couch gag, oh, which right. is Santa's little helper is on the couch He's and growls angry. at them, and they back slowly away. Yeah, um, that's very much like Leo, our cat, who, as well, soon as I get up off the couch, will go and sit in my spot. And then he doesn't want to move. And when then you when come I pick back. him up, he goes. Yeah. <laughs> um. We open. Oh right. At the power plant. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um. Smithers is washing Mr. Burns's hair. Yes, he is. In like a um. 
uh, like a basin, like the yeah, uh, like a barber like, basin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, he's talking about the the formula of the shampoo he's using, uh-huh. and it turns out because he's like the shampoo specifically said no more tears. Is he's using baby shampoo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he so uh, he's he's washing Mr. Burns' hair, but Mr. Burns is very is very clearly depressed in this scene. Yes, he's so, cr- he's actually he sheds a tear. Yeah, he says, you know, this is scientifically formulated uh, to rinse clean with no oily deposits, and Mr. Burns just goes, "Hot dog." Oh, sorry, I yeah. totally skipped that. Part. He says, That's you know, important. it's mild enough to use every day. Isn't life grand? You know, yeah. Well, what's wrong, sir? Did I get some in your eyes? You know, it specifically says no more tears. Did did you use the J and J No More Tears as a kid? Yes, I, I, my momo did. I don't remember if my parents used that brand with me, but momo definitely did. Uh, I use it now to clean my t- my makeup brushes. I hear people do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was gonna ask you, did you ever get soap in your eye? Because that used to happen to me all the time, and it really sucked. Yeah, I. <laughs> I, I, uh, this is going to surprise you. I maybe was a little bit of a dramatic kid. What? <laughs> and, and I definitely like remember like getting some of that soap in my eye, the no more tears. Yeah. Right. And like, it still hurts. It's, it, it still like stung a little bit, yeah. but like, I remember like that from the commercials, like, com- like soap getting in your eye was supposed to be really painful. Mm-hmm. And so like, I just started screaming anyway. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I just would do that kind of stuff. Like I remember one night I was spending the night at my grandma's house and I was in like a so there's a connecting bathroom between the two rooms. Uh-huh. And I was sleeping in the in the room by myself and I woke up and for some reason Lord forgive me for this. I woke up and for some reason I just decided that I was going to have had a bad dream. And so I started I sat up in the bed and just started to scream. <laughs> and they came running in there and I was like, "Oh, I had a bad dream." Oh no. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would you do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't That's know why terrible. I did it. That's terrible. I don't know. But I definitely I very clearly remember waking up and just deciding that I had a bad dream. You're like, I need some attention right now. You know who I remind myself of is uh, is Kevin James Thornton and his stories from oh. TikTok. <laughs> you know, uh, Kevin James Thornton is a guy on TikTok. If you are not familiar, who speaks with the auto tune, and he has the f- catchphrase "It was the '90s." And so, like, some of him being like a dramatic little kid, and how like his stories about being in church and like wanting to feel the spirit—they're very that kind funny. Of stuff, like. Uh, like those things ring so true to me, uh, being a dramatic little kid who was also raised in the evangelical church, uh, not quite so severe as his situation. I think I should point out, but uh, <laughs> but even at that, like I just I just uh, have that those memories of moments where I just wanted it to be a bigger production yeah. than I knew it was, right. and I just went with it. I just did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. You you fell into the correct profession. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because pe- people people look at me and like acknowledge me all the time, and because I talk an awful lot about like some pseudo complicated like subject matter like philosophy and law and stuff, mm-hmm. people are constantly like, "Oh, you're so smart," and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm not." And like inside, I'm like, "Uh huh, I am smart." <laughs> <laughs> My God. I'm so like, like I want to be a stoic so bad, but I just like am not. not. I'm just not a stoic. You're like, not. Where's like, your virtue? 
<laughs> you lost it. Hey, I can like enjoy attention and still be virtuous. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is this is why I have to get you back on track. Oh, right. Because you would talk ad nauseum about this stuff. Uh, emphasis on the nausea, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so anyways, uh, talk for a second because I got to write some stuff down. Okay, so um, Mr. Burns is crying as he's getting his hair washed. The shampoo specifically says no more tears. Yep. And he says, a lovely promise, but one beyond the powers of a mere shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> so um, then, I mean, Smithers is concerned. He's like, there's something you're not telling me. And then like he's, Mr. Burns is reticent to talk to Smithers. Yeah. Uh, so Smithers says, well, perhaps you'd feel more comfortable talking to this to Snappy the alligator. And that kind of cheers Mr. Burns up. He's like, oh, maybe. Yeah. So he starts talking to this hand puppet alligator. <clears throat> um, and he's. He, did, did y'all have some stuff, stuff like that in your school, like in your school counselor's office when you were little? No. I think maybe because of this episode and some other things from TV, like I thought that that would be the case. Uh, or maybe I just didn't need that. I think maybe it's pretty clear that I would just say or do whatever when I was a kid. I think, I don't know if this is the same. It's really not. Because you're not like, it's not like an intermediary thing that the kid is, or the person is talking to. Uh-huh. I feel like this is more of a kid's therapy tactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But like playing a game and also talking while you're playing the game. Oh, I see. Is is something that I've I've definitely experienced. Same uh, goal, right? Like Yeah. Like But like, like there's like a distraction or yeah. like a, you know, like a third party that uh-huh. you know uh the kid like talks to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, <clears throat> um uh, Mr. Burns uh responds to the question from Smithers about Snappy. He goes, "Well, maybe." And so here he comes. Here comes Snappy. Who says, hello, Mr. Burns. Uh, and Mr. Burns immediately just gives it up. <laughs> he says, yeah. you know, it's hard to imagine, but I was once a barefoot boy with a cheek of tan. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. But <laughs> anyways, he says, I dreamed of Grand Slam home runs and wiping out nations with the stroke of a pen. <sighs> uh, and... Snappy says, there's still time for all those things, sir. If it's not clear, Smithers is snappy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, is there? Controlled nuclear fission is a demanding mistress, Snappy. And so Snappy says, so you feel resent- resentful towards the plant? To which Mr. Burns responds, yes, exactly. And he says, you know, maybe it's time I sold the old girl. And Smithers is shocked. Smithers and, and so is Snappy. <laughs> yes, yeah, Smithers um, and Snappy. <laughs> uh so essentially, you know, Mr. Burns is feeling depressed because he is no longer fulfilled by running the power plant. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we go to the vending machine area. Um, Homer is <laughs> Homer is trying to get a snack out of the vending machine. He uh, has a crumpled up dollar, and as you know, what a <laughs> what a trial. Yes. Like- uh, I mean, this dollar in particular is in really bad shape. Yeah. It is missing a piece. It looks like it's taped together. So he's trying to put this dollar in, and yeah. he uh, he's getting frustrated. I, I mean, like, I don't know, like, I don't, not, most people don't carry cash around anymore, I don't think. Uh, and I'm so glad that machines now can take your card, like if you want a yeah. Coke or something at the airport or wherever you are. Mm-hmm. But man, oh man, like what a universal pre-like 
uh, pre-cashless society thing yeah. to fight with a vending machine to, to take get, your freaking take dollar. Your fucking dollar. Yeah. Like, like, like sometimes I would be like, oh boy, this dollar ain't going to get it. Yeah. Let's try, you know? And then like it would take it. And then other times I'd be like, what's wrong with this dollar? Then like, you'd have to go like to the corner of the table and like try to straighten yes, it out. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and like, I never like could figure out, I don't think anyone ever could figure out like what the criteria was. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't like, yeah. Why do you care machine? Yeah. And I remember, uh, I remember <laughs> once like having basically like a brand new bank dollar bill, like I don't know how I got a hold of it, whatever the reason was, but it was like crisp on the edge. It smelled like new money, you know, mm-hmm. like the ink hardly dry. Mm-hmm. And I put that thing in the machine and it spit it back out at me. And I was just like, what the fuck is your problem machine? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like yeah. Happy Gilmore yelling at the ball. Yeah. Go to your home. <laughs> yeah. So um, Homer's pissed. Uh-huh. He's, he's not, um, he's not excited about this situation. Yeah. And then in comes, Smithers. Uh, yes, and Smithers is in a different headspace here, right? Yeah, so Smithers, Homer, Smithers is on his way to get the whale song cassette tape yeah. that Mr. Burns likes to help relax yeah. Mr. Burns. That's very 90s of him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Homer is having such a hard time with this dollar that he is not just upset, he's actually crying. Mm-hmm. And so Smithers is of the impression that Homer somehow knows that... Mr. Burns is thinking about selling the plant. Yeah, so he, you know, he approaches Homer and he's like, "I've never seen Mr. Burns so depressed. I know people think um, because he's rich and powerful and cruel, he doesn't have feelings like other men, but he does." Um, <clears throat> and you know what? I bet he wouldn't sell the plant for a hundred million dollars. Uh huh. That's an important bit. Yes, it's important for Homer to know this. Yes. Uh, Homer then says, "Ooh, that's a lot of money," and. He keeps he puts the dollar back into the machine. It spits it back out. Mm-hmm. We get a, uh, an annoyed grunt. Yep. Dough. And um, then he asks Smithers for a change for the dollar, uh, and Smithers complies. Still, yeah, still in this different headspace. He just he he just says sure. He says good, good. Here, try to eat something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to Homer at the console at work, mm-hmm. and he gets a phone call. He picks it up, and who is it? Uh, talk about an obscure character. It's Homer's stockbroker. It is Homer's stockbroker, who, is, so far as I know, is unnamed, and I don't know if he ever appears again. Uh, but he is on the phone with Homer. He is obviously in a rough way in mm-hmm. life. <laughs> the stockbroker like, is. He's in like a basement it looks like with a single light bulb and you know what it yeah you know what it looks like it looks like an interrogation room yeah like yeah and the, like the light is shining on him spotlight style uh huh yeah um I'm trying to see if he has a name but again my computer is not not fast today yeah uh, so I'm I'm a member of a group on Facebook called Ten- or not Tenuous and Obscure uh, I am a member of that but uh, <laughs> uh, obscure Simpsons characters and I might drop this photo in mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> later on because that this is definitely an obscure character anyway he calls him and he says Homer it's your stockbroker your stock in the power plant just went up for the first time in ten years Homer says I own stock mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, he said, yes, all the employees got some in exchange for waiving certain constitutional rights. And he goes, well, how much did it go up? Uh, he says, wait a minute, let's not do that yet. The book says we have to make some small talk. So before we get down to business, uh, everybody alive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like any sports? Sure. Ever go dancing? Not anymore. We should get together sometime. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, 
And he goes, ah, there, now we trust each other. And Homer then like starts playing the game with him. He says, well, how are you? And he starts to cough. And his response is, near death, I'm renewing my notary license on a weekly basis. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he is not named. Okay. He is not named, but he does appear in other episodes. Oh, really? Um, he is seen at the town meeting in Marge versus Montreal. Is he? Yes. He has, oh. a, he has a cameo in the Twisted World of Marge Simpson. Okay. He's at the police sale in Reality Bites. Um, he is when you wish, uh, when you dish upon a star in the court scene. And uh-huh. He has a cameo in Pray Anything. Okay. Thank you, Wiki, for thanks educating. That's us. right. Thanks, Wiki. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, long story short, uh, Homer, you know, cuts to the chase here. He says, "Uh huh, what's my stock up to?" And he responds over the phone, remember? He says, uh, let's punch that up on the computer. And what he does is he just picks up a newspaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, it's a 25 cents a share. Uh, so we learn from this that Homer has 100 shares. Yes. Because uh, he says, well, if you sell now, you'll get $25. And Homer sells immediately, of course. And he stops and thinks, he goes, $25. And then he starts thinking about all the stuff he can get for $25. Mm-hmm. And can we talk real quick? About how when Homer uh, gets money or thinks about getting money, one of the things that he always thinks about, it seems, is getting a car wash. Oh, that's weird. Like, I, uh, what is it? We just watched the episode where Homer is like, oh, it's the, uh, the Homer They Fall. When he starts beating all the the boxcar guys, like when he starts winning the fights and starts mm-hmm. climbing in the, and there's that sequence where he's fighting different people, you know, mm-hmm. and he keeps getting paid because he's a yeah, fighter. and it goes through. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sorry, it's all coming back to me. Um, but he I was, keeps. I getting, was like, come on, this is gonna snap. I know, I know. Sorry, <laughs> but but in that one, he is getting a car wash, but every time he wins, he's getting a better version of the car yes, wash. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so he's like, it's, it's like that's deluxe, so, like super deluxe, like that's mega. That's weird. I guess maybe because he wouldn't have to do. It himself i that or like maybe it's just that like homer is plain maybe. right homer He's is very simple yes and yeah. so like this this thing that is not really actually luxury but has like a luxurious title like ultra max or whatever yeah. you know? <laughs> so. the last time i got my car wash they broke it so uh that I've did happen been, i've been reluctant and we can't do that with the new one because it came with roof racks yeah on it. And we just have to take them off before we take that through. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Homer is thinking about what he's going to do with his $25. One of them is he's going to clearly go to Jake's unisex hair palace because mm-hmm. there's Jake cutting his hair. Yep. The next one is the car wash sequence. And, and <laughs> then he's going to buy a hammer. That's right. Now, <laughs> listen, I haven't bought a hammer that wasn't part of a larger toolkit uh-huh. in recent yeah. memory. I don't think I've ever bought a hammer by itself. Uh-huh. I don't think they cost $25. Uh, they don't. Um, however, I would wager that... It, when it comes to professional tools, you can spend as much on yeah. a hammer as you want. Uh, yeah, it's like pretty much anything. You can spend yeah. a stupid amount of money on it. You a can hammer. get some of those stupid, or wasn't it Tiffany that had those like little oh, like, yeah. household objects? The that like were, tin like, can. Yeah, yeah, it was like a silver tin can. Or a safety pin. And you could like, like seriously, it was, wasn't it like four or $5,000 or something for this little replica tin can? Yeah. And it was just like, can you like really not have like anything better to do with that money than? <laughs> yeah, that was like, I don't know. I feel like that was uh, uh, appealing to the ultra rich who 
yeah. thought that like domestic objects in, in very value or very high priced domestic objects yeah. would be and funny. Also, why would <laughs> why on earth, Caitlin, would that show up on our ads? I don't know. <laughs> like, like what indication did we get? Well, I haven't seen those in a while, so maybe they they figured uh, it they out. Figured it oh out. Yeah. yeah, they figured out what's going on with us. That's for sure. Yeah, their so. targeted ads are uh, are better targeted elsewhere. Yes, because that shit's not going to fly here. No. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, then uh, we get home. Uh, Homer is is finished thinking about his uh, his uh, riches and what he's going to do with them. So we then cut to the Simpsons. Living room, Bart is sitting there and watching Itchy and Scratchy. We get a pretty funny Itchy and Scratchy here. Caitlin hated it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> itchy and Scratchy is so fucked up. Uh, in short, uh, Itchy is dressed up as a little handyman, and Scratchy is tied up to a pole. Itchy uh, drives a nail through his head and then hangs a picture of, of the two of them, of the two of them together. Me and friends. <laughs> My God. And, of course, Bart thinks this is hilarious. Yep. And then Marge sticks her head in and says, turn to the financial channel. Your Aunt Patty says our stock is skyrocketing. Whoa. Yep. And here comes Scott Christian. Scott Christian. Yeah. yeah. He's he's reporting that um, report uh, unconfirmed takeover rumors have pushed Burns worldwide from one eighth to 52 and a quarter. Hot dog. So Marge busts out the calculator and she She's so excited because she realizes that Homer's stock is worth $5,200. That's right. Um, Bart is impressed. Uh-huh. 5,200 smackers. Yes. So we get another scene of Bart imagining <laughs> what, what he could do, do with $5,200. One is to get a monster truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was little, I loved me some monster Well, when I was little, I loved me some <laughs> monster trucks. Uh, at a theme park up here... Uh, Fairly recently, a couple of years ago, they entered into a partnership, you remember, with some monster trucks, and they were doing, like, rides and stuff uh, Yeah. out uh, yeah. out near Richmond. Yeah. And I don't know what to say. It's, it's King's Dominion is the name yeah. of the theme park. King's <laughs> Dominion. Through Cedar Fair, too, because they yeah. were doing them up at Cedar Point as well. Yeah. Um, and I really wish that I had gone and done <laughs> that, because that would have been super fun. Well, we can go down to North Carolina, and you can ride in Gravedigger. Yeah, yeah, I would love to do that. Would, would See, the world of monster trucks and the world of professional wrestling are two areas in which I am completely blind. Uh huh. Cultural blind spots for me because uh, I have. I mean, like, I'm a little bit better versed now on wrestling just because. I didn't understand it, so you made me watch it. <laughs> yes, and it blew my mind. <laughs> so like, so like, Caitlin did not understand that wrestling is just like a soap opera. It is. It, that's I mean, what it I understood. I understood like it's not quote unquote real, right? But I did not understand the the massive like. There's worldwide it, <laughs> appeal of yeah. it. I mean, this is a billion dollar industry. Yeah. And also like the complexity of storyline. The and, fact like, that it's on every single day, <laughs> every single weekday. Uh, like it is, it is. It's wild. Yeah. And, and the, then I watched a couple Monday night raws. I know who edge is now. He's the bad guy. Uh huh. At least I know, right now he is. I know who that lady is. <laughs> I don't remember what her name is, but I would recognize her if I saw her. She's t- like, Irish, I, I told Caitlin that if we had the opportunity, we should definitely go to a wrestling match. And they come here have, every now and then. Yeah, and, and, and that she would have a really fun time. And I like that's all that it is. It's just it's fun, entertaining 
entertainment that involves like physical prowess and and people know, walking into an arena very dramatically. Yeah, that that is about ninety percent of it. Yeah, that is and giving speeches about how much they hate the other person. <laughs> That's right. And what the, they did to them and, to and, deserve it in like the most awkward fashion too. Right, like in the middle of a ring. Like you got to make yeah. a big show about coming in, and so like that. Those entrances, I bet, uh, are, are like. Or not, I bet. I would say that those entrances are to professional wrestling what the space in between fighting is in anime. Like, like they fill out so much of the show. Oh, yeah. And, like, in anime, I think I've told you this before, because when I was younger, I really watched a lot of Dragon Ball Z. I really enjoyed it. And, like, fights between characters in Dragon Ball Z could last weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, weeks. And that's not an exaggeration. Uh and it's just like all the shit that's going on in between them, their moves and like their their shit talking, you know. And yeah. back, like I remember back when uh, I think it was Vegeta, or no, maybe it was maybe it was Goku. When anyways, who, when whoever fought uh, Frieza, uh, who I know you don't know, but uh, like that fight took forever. Mm-hmm. Like even I, who was super into the show, was like, "How long is this going on?" <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that at some point. I think it was my father walked in and he was like, are they still fighting? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is just one episode. This fight's been like five episodes long. Oh my God. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, anyway, all that to say is Bart wants a monster truck. Oh, right. Then he wants, he, then he's imagining himself laying on the ground in a truck full of frosty chocolate milkshake. Frosty chocolate milkshakes. Uh, puts a spout into his mouth and he drinks that. And then he imagines himself skywriting, eat my shorts. With a little airplane. Uh-huh. And Milhouse and Martin are down yeah. there looking up at it. All things that I don't know, would I don't think they would cost $5,200. I don't think so. No. I'm pretty sure that a monster truck costs A monster like truck's going to cost of you more than that. <laughs> but should, Bart, is an, Bart is a 10-year-old kid. He I should pull that. up the um, inflation calculator and see how much this is really ah. in today's money. So uh, while Caitlin is doing that, <laughs> uh, we cut over to Moe's and... Homer walks in and sits down, and he's got this wry look about him. And Mo says, want a duff? And he says, no, I want a bottle of Henry K. Duff's Private Reserve. And Mo is taken aback by this. He, oh, uh, and he says, are you sure? Because once I open the bottle, there's no refund. And he says, for your information, I just made a cool $25 playing the market. And here goes Homer. Buy low, sell high. That's my motto. I may just quit my job at the power plant and become a full-time stock market guy. Yes. Um, update. Uh-huh. Uh, the $5,200 in 1991 would be approximately $10,703 today. Okay. That's good. Yeah, but it's so still not going to buy you a monster so, truck. So, so in short, like the reaction to this money is an overreaction on everybody's part. Yeah. Like, Marge later on is going to say, like, everything's going to be okay from now on. Yeah, well, I guess, too, like, what Homer is imagining is feasible. Buying a hammer with that, well, he's buying it with $25. But what he's imagining would be uh, (coughs) feasible for... with $25. Right. What Bart's imagining is not with $5,200. Yes. But Bart's a kid, so he doesn't understand. Yes. So, okay. <laughs> yes, I said that while you were on the computer. Did you? Uh-huh. I'm so sorry. 
So at That's any okay, rate, because you repeated something I said earlier. Did I? What did I repeat? Um, well, when I was when you were writing something down, I was talking, and then you just came back and said the same thing. Oh, did I? Yep. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm just not going to say anything. We'll work it out later. We'll talk to Mr. Snappy later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, okay, so anyways, Homer orders this $20 bottle of beer. And then, he must, this must be like the equivalent of a chai mei, because those are expensive-ass beers. Uh, and anyway, so Homer's sitting at the bar, and he looks down the bar, and there are two gentlemen down there. And he says, have a duff, boys. And one of them in a noticeably German accent, says, Oh, thank you. My English is not perfect, but I have to tell you, your beer is like, and he's looking for the word, swill to us. Uh, to which I wrote down about German and American beers. You know, I don't think that I've ever heard a German talk shit about American beer, but people do like talk about how good German beer is, and it is good, mm-hmm. uh, and how crappy American beer is. But uh, newsflash, everybody, the way that American beer is made was invented by Germans. <laughs> and uh, like the biggest beer producer in the world is, was founded by a man by the name of Adolphus Busch. <laughs> yes. So suck An- on that. Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that's my, that's my mini rant about that. Okay. I'm not standing in defense of Budweiser. I don't really like Budweiser. Mm-mm. But that being said... Uh, you know, I don't think Yingling, shut up. <laughs> I don't think Yingling has a particularly American ring to it either. Uh, no. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> anyway, um, the man is is being insulting about the beer. Yep. And uh, anyways, uh, he says, "Hey, you guys." Homer says, "Hey, you guys aren't from around here, are you?" Nine. We are from Germany. He is from the east, and I am from the west. Uh, is my accent working for you? You like it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I had a big company, and he had a big company, and now we have a very big company. And uh, he says, we are interested in buying the power plant. Do you think your owner would ever sell it? Apparently, the timing of this is very interesting because it was like literally a week later that the Soviet Union was dissolved. Whoa. Yeah, I think the Berlin Berlin Wall came down in 89. Right. Right. Yeah, but then, like, it was like, okay, we're done. I don't know much about that time in history. And, like, it feels kind of weird because Caitlin and I at present are in – or are more or less finished with it, but we are in the process of dissolving, like, a a small non-for-profit company. Uh and like we have had to sit down and like do paperwork and stuff. It must be like a surreal thing to like be in the room, like and be like, "Well, we gave it the best shot. I guess this country's and done. And we're done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like, like, and not only that, it's like, I mean, it's like a conglomeration of all. <laughs> I think it's like what fifteen nations was what oh, the Soviet I Union tell was. You. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, anyway, if the fucking computer would work, I would tell you what the wiki has to say about it. Oh, okay. But I'm having some struggles over here. I'm sorry. Do you want to read the big book instead? No, it's okay. okay. I don't know that it even says it. So at any rate, um, Homer says to them the piece of information that he happens to know about this situation. He says, well, I happen to know that he won't sell it for less than $100 million. And one turns the other and says, $100 million? Ein, zwei, zwei, they have zwei, a briefcase zwei. full of money. And they're counting You're the money. They're counting it, yeah. Yep. Uh, and he goes, oh, don't worry. We'll still have enough left to buy the Cleveland Browns. I wish you would. <laughs> I really I do, too. 
the, the Browns could use some efficiency for fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, this is pre uh, the team moving to Baltimore and the um, owner That's having true. the fight with yeah. the city and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. Art. Art Modell. Modell. That, uh, yeah. Man, like. People in Cleveland, y'all, they if you're not from Cleveland, him. they hate that hate guy. hate him. Yeah. And God help you, um, we went to a Browns-Ravens game yep. uh, last year, and it, it was it was very interesting. Cause the, were they playing the Ravens last year? Yeah. Remember? Because Lamar Jackson got hurt while we were watching. Oh, right. Yeah. That was, that was a wild time. Yeah, it was... <laughs> it was Browns games are so fun, but I really that's right because uh, that's right because they had the some Lamar Jackson T-shirts for sale. That's too. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a T-shirt that said Nick fucking Chubb on it. Yes. <laughs> Thanks to Robert and a hobo in the parking lot. Uh, y'all like <laughs> we've talked before. I'm pretty sure. I'm not. I'm pretty sure we have definitely talked before about the Browns tailgates. So like I was pretty drunk and we were going in this yeah. game and I was and like, oh have, look at this T-shirt. They have these guys walking around <laughs> selling merch. I'm pretty sure it's a situation where it's like an unhomed person goes, gets an inventory, sells it, and gets to keep part of the money. Yeah. That's what it seemed like to me. Like the company logo on the shirts is something like street. Streetwise or something. Yeah. Like it it very clearly is intended for this exact venue. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And by the venue, I mean the middle of the road. Uh, Yeah. Um, So anyway, uh, the, Brown, I, I, the Browns are a hot mess. They have been a hot mess for a very long time, to include when this episode aired. A famously long-term shit show. They're a mess. So, anyway. Especially right now. <laughs> you want to talk about a tangent that we can go do off you want on me, for a while. Do you want me to rant for a while? Because I will. <laughs> Let's not hire a sexual predator as our quarterback, okay? Hey, I'm going to get you back on track. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There she goes. Uh, also, yes, what an embarrassment uh, hiring. I don't or, like, it's like, right now, it's like, I do not want to give that organization any money. I, yeah, like, I don't want to go. I, no. I, I, I love the team. Like, we're fans of the team. We have jerseys. We have shirts. We've gone to multiple games. Yeah. And, like, we must be fans because it takes us, like, eight hours to go to these games. Yeah. You know, to drive there. Yeah. We got to get hotels and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And also, it's very cold. <laughs> yeah, we were there last time in December. Yep. It was uh, your your nips were gonna pop off because it was so cold. Like I was wearing three layers, you could still see my nips through them. Yeah, it was it was, but it's so fun. Um, Except when the ownership and the team management blows. Yeah, and and like we are like fully sucked into it now, and like I really feel like Cleveland fans because. We, we're mad about it. Yeah, and we it, have feelings. Like we 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 hate to love this team. Like right. And I've I've never like seen another sports franchise that's like this. In that the man, these people, it's, it's it's like their family. Like like they hate Cleveland Browns so much because they love them so much, mm-hmm. and they talk shit about the Browns all day every day. But if you, an outsider, say one negative word, they will. Yeah, <laughs> they get mad. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, but goddamn! If this season is not, it, oh, it's just—it's so, painful. Yeah, like I want Jacoby Brissett to be so good. I know he's, he's just, just so not. not. He's, he's not. So and who knows what's going to happen in a few weeks when what's his nuts is oh, back Lord. in? Yeah. Oh. So, anyways, that was a—they're <laughs> playing the Ravens today, by the way. I know they are in Baltimore. I know they are. We and gone. onion on my belt is like is is a Ravens fan. <gasps> no. I, yeah, I know. Traitor. I, I, <laughs> 
I hesitated to say that to you. <laughs> How rude. Uh, I spoke with him uh, over Instagram, and he was like, he was said something about them, you know, playing, and he was like, well, you know, the Browns might, you know, pull one out this weekend. And I was like, I don't know that I would really uh, be too worried about that on your end. Would, would not <laughs> would not put money on that, sir. Think, uh, uh, yeah, so... Uh, God. Okay. Sorry. Happy Sunday, tangent, everybody. Tangent. Yeah. Anyways, but it's Wednesday when you hear this. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so uh, then we cut back to the Simpsons household after they acknowledge that they will have enough money to buy the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> and uh, please, <laughs> please do, please do. And uh, oh, sorry, I had to make a spit swallow there. Uh-oh. Love it. Ew. Love it. <laughs> um, anyway, um, Mar- we back the- Marge. Marge is like, yes, thank you. <laughs> she is so relieved. She's. Uh, on the couch with the kids, she says it's a miracle we've been waiting for. Uh, they're wondering what they're going to spend it on, and then Patty and Selma are there, and of course they provide their commentary. Homer's probably buying some magic beans with it right now. Yeah, not incorrect. Um, and here and, goes Marge, you know, yeah. really overselling this. We'll have a savings account. We've never had one, kids. I think everything is going to be okay from now on. And then here comes Homer. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Oh, Homer, you heard." Um, yeah, and and they heard, or he, he says you. He heard, said you heard, and, she and says, she's yeah, we heard. Isn't it wonderful? Uh, we've got some great plans for that money. Uh huh. Um, and then Homer's like, well, I'm afraid I had some great plans too. And uh-huh. then she asks him what it meant, and he spent it on beer. Yes. Uh, Patty and Selma respond, or surprise, in this case, surprise. it's Selma. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, but then Marge is looking for clarification here. You spent fifty two hundred dollars on beer. $5,200? What are you talking about? And she points at the TV. Uh-huh. And, and he, he gets down, and he's looking at the TV, and he's screaming. Yep. I sold he, it all for 25 bucks. And then Bart comes and kicks him right in the butt, and he says, um, uh, or Homer's like, ow, you know, that hurt. And Bart's like, it makes you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyways, uh, we're then uh, cut over to the power plant parking lot in mm-hmm. the morning. Homer drives the old family car up, mm-hmm. and then here comes Carl uh, in a brand new car. And, and it says, the license plate says loaded. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, he, uh, Carl pulls up and he says, hey, Homer. Homer says, did you buy this car with your stock money? He goes, sure did. And the great thing about it is everybody got rich. For once, all us working stiffs got a break. <laughs> Not Homer. And he goes, wait until you see Lenny. He just got back from the plastic surgeon. That's and Charlie he, who says that, right? Oh, I'm think, so sorry. Yeah. I think uh, so. Charlie pulls up in a very fancy car, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, wait until you see Lenny. He just got back from the plastic surgeon. Here comes Lenny, who is, his face is immobile. Yes. He is stuck in a plastered-on grin, um, or I would call that, like, a scary smile. <laughs> yes, very much like Stepford Wife kind of smile. Remember yeah. that movie? Yeah, with, like, blank eyes. Yeah. Have you ever... Oh, oh. <laughs> She like y'all. She like folded her hands and was like, <laughs> "Have you ever, like, this happened to me? I you know didn't see someone for a while, and then all of a sudden they show up, and it is very clear that they have had surgery, so plastic surgery, kind of. Okay, kind of. Uh, the girl from high school, the don't pop the tire girl. Uh-huh. Uh She showed up on my Facebook, and she very clearly had has had some breast augmentation mm. done. And I was just like, I was just like, Oh, that wasn't in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, for me, it was uh, several years ago. Now I was in a meeting 
and this individual walked in late and sh- her face wasn't moving. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I like texted one of my coworkers. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I don't understand. Like, I don't understand plastic surgery. I don't know that I've ever like seen someone like get facial plastic surgery and have like, and, and like, and, and like it look like it was a natural. Yeah. I mean, look, like I now that it's been several years, it's better. But it was like yeah. right at like this person wasn't always in the office anyway because she traveled a lot and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was like her her mouth is moving, but nothing else is. Wow. It was very weird. <laughs> it was very yeah. weird. Yeah. I actually wrote, what I wrote down here is uh, what I wrote down is Lenny must have gotten Botox because later on in another scene he's back to normal. Oh yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so I was like I was like, "Oh, that must be Botox yeah. cuz it goes away, right?" Yeah. Uh, and you have to keep getting those injections. Yeah. And, and like for a while your face can't move. Yeah. yeah. Uh I No, this person clearly had a facelift, but that know, I'm talking about, but I know somebody uh you and you, you'll know who I'm talking about. This the very rich person. Uh, yeah. Who is always talking about getting Botox, and I'm like, mm, you are a little young to be getting plastic surgery. But Botox <laughs> can help with migraines. Yes, it can. Yeah, I, I do know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe I'll get some Botox in the future for my for my headaches. Yeah, that might help. And, and this wrinkle on my forehead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like your forehead wrinkle. Thank, thank you. Look at that wrinkle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, I, I, I we talked we talked about this before, but like I'm in a different position where like I finally feel like I'm like oh man, look, I'm starting to finally get some like lines on my face. I feel wizened. I am wise and old. Whereas I work with a bunch of college kids, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I am haggard. Oh no, that's not true. You're what is happening? I love you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, they're commenting on Lenny's uh, looks and. I think it's Carl who says, she's Lenny. It looks like you got the works. And he's like, it all started with an eye tuck, but the stock kept going up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he got he got everything done, apparently. Uh, so anyways, uh, somebody else pulls up in a limousine, mm-hmm. and which uh, in 1991, Robert's mind being that's, seven years that's old. That's the epitome. That is the, that is the height yes. of money. Yes. Is a limo. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you had been in the, <laughs> if you had been in the limousine, if little Robert had been in the limousine with a, uh, Robert and Caitlin on the day of their wedding, he might not have thought so. No, that was <laughs> terrible. We should ask for our money back. We should have. Anyway, yeah. um, uh, the air conditioning was the out. air conditioning broke, and the driver was not a nice man. Yeah, <laughs> and like overall, like it just kind of like felt it just kind of like smacked of like budget limo. Yeah, like, it was. Know, it well, yeah, it, it was, was a, not great. It was a nice gesture. Was that like, the first time you'd ridden in a limo? No. Oh, okay. I rode in a limo for prom. Okay. Uh, and we had, I think that we had an SUV limo. Maybe it was like an Escalade or something like that. Limo. Wow. Uh, Did a bunch of you go in on it? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, these days, like, and like the way that I am now, like I would have now, if we were, you and I were going to go like undo something fun and fancy, I would much rather do what my old brother <laughs> uh, did. Um, uh, and that was, uh, 
his prom, he took his car, which was a 1979 canary yellow Ford Fairmont. And I would ha- like, I would think that would be much more fun and hilarious to like be like, hey, let's go. We're going on a fancy dinner. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, here we go. And like, we're getting like this yellow Fairmont. Vroom, vroom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They called it the banana wagon. <laughs> and he would. <laughs> He would have to, like, before he could, like, take it out, he'd have to, like, get the engine warmed up a little bit. So he'd crank it in the school parking lot, and he'd have to drive around a couple of times in the lot. And, like, (laughs) people started calling it the victory lap. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, all this black smoke is coming out the back of this car. And people, like, it got to... I'm not even kidding. This did happen. It got to where people would stand like along the parking lot and like cheer <laughs> as it came by. Because <laughs> it's still running. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That, I, I did not know. I've heard I've heard tale of this car, but I did not know that about it. <laughs> so the old banana wagon. Yeah. So uh, they, uh, Lenny and Carl get into the limo with, I don't know who that other guy is. I don't um, know who that is either. It's not Charlie. It's, Mm-mm. it's anyway. Um, and this limo has a TV in it, and sure Mr. Enough. Burns is on the TV. Again, the height of sophistication. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Mr. Burns is about to go into a restaurant, a noticeably German-looking restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, which we will find out in a minute is called the Happy Hun. Yeah. And Hun, right? Yeah. Oh, and, and, uh, sorry, I, I was for some, my brain went to Attila the Hun, and I was like, that's not right. Yeah, uh, yeah and the Happy Hun. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Kent Brockman is there as Mr. Burns was going in, and he says, Mr. Burns, we heard that a German consortium has offered to purchase the plant. Any comments? And Burns says, you'll see the Statue of Liberty wear later, Hosen, before Germans running my plant. And he says, well, then why are you meeting with them? He says, so I can look Uncle Fritz square in the monocle and say nine. <laughs> yeah. So then we go into the interior of the restaurant, and uh, they hand him the offer. Well, first of all, it turns out that Monty Burns speaks German well. Oh, yes. He is speaking <laughs> German uh, to the people. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, and this uh, is all subtitled God. here. <laughs> yeah, this is all subtitled yeah. here. And it, what it comes down to is that Burns uh, says to them, he says, you know, I, d- I don't want to sell the plant, essentially. But then they hand him a piece of paper in that yep. very famous business fashion. Has it has their offer on it, and it's a hundred million dollars. It is a hundred million dollars. He stands he up. He is excited. Yo, <laughs> woo! Yeah, I yeah. mean, I would be excited too. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I yeah, I have <laughs> thought about that. Like, and this is just sort of how I am, and maybe it's just because I'm an actor. Like, I think about how I would react in certain situations, and I you have caught me before, like like talking them through yes you know? <laughs> robert talks to himself a lot and uh like i thought about this before like what if i like purchased a lottery ticket and i was like sitting there and i looked and i saw that i actually had won the lottery what would i do i don't know what i would do like i, I feel like like the way that i think about it now is like i think i would be like okay everyone stay calm uh, let's go put this into a safe yeah. like and in the morning mm-hmm. st- the first thing we do is we go to the lottery office mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's, and then we call our finance guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we say this is happening. Call a financial lawyer. Yeah, that's right. Call a financial lawyer. That's number one. That's yeah. what everyone on TikTok says. Yep. Uh, anyway, so Mr. Burns is celebrating, and then he he kind of pulls himself together and he says, "I grudgingly accept." That's right. Yep. So then we cut to the plant, and uh, the sale has apparently gone through. There's a big hanging sign that says "Willkommen." Uh, and also, there's uh, men in later hosen playing polka music, mm-hmm. 
And uh, Mr. Burns wa- uh, is at the podium, and he says to the crowd, Now, don't worry. I think you'll find that these two gentlemen are as American as apple pie. Why, Hans and... Uh, what is it? Fritz. It's Fritz. Hans and Fritz. Why, that's just John and Frank. <laughs> and then Mayor Quimby grabs the microphone and does, Ich bin I'm Springfielder. Yo, like, this was so clearly them just trying to squeeze this joke in here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... But you know what it stems from. Yes. Okay. From Reagan, right? And he says... JFK. It, is it JFK? I believe so, Oh, yes. I thought it was Reagan who said that. No. It was JFK. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that my whole life. It would have been better if it was Reagan, but... Um, oh, I thought it was Reagan that said Ich bin ein Berliner. I could be wrong. Oh, okay. Uh, Caitlin is going to uh, check on that here real quick on the world's slowest computer. Did that computer come from 1980? Did Reagan make that computer himself? <laughs> yes, he did. He sure did. Um, anyway, uh, we'll check in on that. That's kind of earth shattering to me. Uh, JFK, July 26, 1963 oh in West Berlin. What in the world? I don't I know. A hundred percent would, I would have bet money <clears throat> on that, that it was Ronald Reagan who said, Ich bin ein Berliner. I have bad news. You would have lost. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. And, it, and, and the th- whole thing is that that actually means like, I'm, I'm a, a jelly donut or something. Yeah. I'm a hamburger is what I've heard or something like that. But. Anyway, that's... Let me go back to the Wikipedia page. Please hold. Oh, that's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I got you. I can carry us. Okay. Uh, anyway, so, okay, well, I guess that it makes way more sense that Quimby would say it then because he is very clearly a, a Kennedy yeah. uh, character. Yeah. And a caricature, I should say. Yeah. Anyways, uh... Uh, they are, uh, the crowd is talking and people are saying things like they'll bring their own people in. This ain't good. We'll all lose our jobs. And Marge looks around and says, look at all those worried faces. Except for Lenny. He looks great. <laughs> yes. Great joke here. That's very good. And it cuts to Lenny and his smile and he says, this is the worst day of my life through his gritted teeth. Yes. So, anyways, uh, still working over there? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, the... Uh, oh, apparently that's a myth. I am a donut myth. What? There is widespread false belief that Kennedy made an embarrassing mistake by saying Ich bin ein Berliner by including the indefinite article ein. He supposedly changed the meaning of the sentence from the intended I am a citizen of Berlin to I am a Berliner. A Berliner being a type of German pastry similar to a jelly donut. Uh, Oh. So. So like the whole thing's fake? Um, no, the speech is real, but the translation is not incorrect. Like, he did not make a gaffe. Oh. I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. This has just changed the, everything. Every, Robert's worldview is I, just shattered. I, <laughs> there are 15 countries in the Soviet Union. That was not <laughs> Ronald Reagan. And by the way, it wasn't a gaffe anyway. <laughs> in the world? Oh, my gosh. I am seriously, like, shocked. I, 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 I don't know what to say. Except that okay. I... So apparently, while the phrase Ekmanine and Berliner can be understood as having a double meaning, it is neither wrong to use it the way Kennedy did, nor was it embarrassing. So essentially, it's a it could be taken either way. I see. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Yep. Marvelous. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, Homer is sitting in the plant with several of his co-workers and... Somebody says, you know, those lousy Germans can't fire me. I'm the only one who knows how to use, how to unjam the red bottom, the rod, rod bottom, dislocate, dissociator, dissociator, mercy. I just learned a new word too. Yeah. Everything is coming up, Robert. I know. 
Uh, uh, and then um, I guess it's it's either Lenny or Carl who says, well, they can't fire me. I'm the only one certified to run the gaseous contaminant particle So I think fire. the first person speaking is Lenny because this is when we see that his face has gone back to normal. Right, okay. And then it's Carl who says that. Yeah. And then Homer says, well, they can't fire me. And everyone's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> and he does not have an answer for them. Yes. Uh, so then... In walks the the in walks the jolly looking German man, mm-hmm. Guten Morgen. His I'm name is Horst. Horst, that's his name. Yeah. Yes. And he says, the new owners have elected me to speak with you because I am the most non-threatening. <laughs> Perhaps I remind you of the lovable Sergeant Schultz on Hogan's Heroes, and everyone goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, he says, what is the best way to an efficient plant? And everyone's like, I don't know. His response is, happy workers who feel secure at their jobs. So let's get to know each other better. Do we have any alcoholics <laughs> among us? <laughs> Which I thought was going to go a different way. Uh, I did not remember this joke. Oh, yeah. And then, so, yeah, he asked about that. And then... Um, Several hands raised. Mm-hmm, One mm-hmm. person says, I'm drunk right now. Yeah, he says, so, so you'll be giving a six-week treatment at our drying out facility in Hawaii, after which you'll return at full pay. Oh, boy. So, yeah, good stuff. And then somebody goes, hey, maybe I'll marry Elizabeth Taylor. Uh-huh. Uh, not 100% sure what that joke means, but I'm guessing it's probably... Uh, it's probably related to her substance abuse issue, right? Well, oh, maybe. Uh, um, and her, her famously going in... Unless this is false, too. <laughs> didn't she famously go into, like, rehab centers? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, or, no, that's Liza Minnelli. I'm yeah, you're of. thinking... <laughs> different Shh, different generation down Liza Minnelli <laughs> different generation I was thinking that maybe she met her husband or like one of her husbands had been in a rehab facility you know way more about that era her than Wikipedia me. is very long the only thing I know about Elizabeth Taylor is that in Cattle on a Hot Tin Roof she is screaming hot <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like I had never seen her in those movies until like I was in college and I knew that people like always talked about her being very pretty, right? And like then I saw that movie and I was like, oh, that's it. And Paul <laughs> Newman is also screaming hot in that I, movie. I don't have yeah. an opinion on that, but I'm sure that he is foxy. I just wa- I just watched a couple of episodes of um it's a documentary produced by Ethan Hawk. Uh-huh. That is that he's the actor, right? Yeah. Tony yeah. Hawk's a skater. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, Unless I'm wrong about that too, everybody. <laughs> Anyways, so he did, he's doing he did a like, six part documentary and like my god, Ethan Hawke, yeah, he, but, oh, talk, Paul, Paul but about Paul Newman oh. and Joanne Woodward, oh, and uh-huh. like Jesus Christ, like <laughs> Paul Newman in the late fifties, early sixties was like smoking. What a handsome fella. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, ha- I I now understand the joke. Uh huh. Um. Uh, Elizabeth, Taylor was, uh, Elizabeth Taylor was married eight times to seven, seven different men. Her final husband she married in 1991. Oh. And he was convicted for driving while intoxicated. Um, and they they met at the Betty Ford Center. Ah, okay. Yes. Okay. So, yes, you are correct that Elizabeth Taylor did go to Betty Ford. Um, so the two of them met and then they got gotcha, married. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And gotcha. then. But uh, I, what I was divorced. thinking about was the I'm checking in song from the Home of <laughs> City of New York. Yeah. And it's, they're strapping down Liza Minnelli as well. Oh, okay, thinking. okay. Shh, they're strapping down Liza Minnelli. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, Elizabeth Taylor was there too. Okay. So, anyways, um, the uh, whore, what's his name? Horst. Horst. <laughs> 
he says, uh, ho, 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 uh, after after saying that, uh, after, <laughs> after this whole Elizabeth Taylor bit, <laughs> he says, also, we cannot overemphasize the importance of employee safety. We plan to have some frank discussions with your safety inspector because he notices that, the, is, that there is nuclear material dripping from the ceiling yeah. and there's just a pot. Into like, a, yeah, like a pot, a regular ass, uh-huh. you know. Um, so Homer's Homer. like, yeah, sock it to him, Horst. And then, uh, Lenny and Carl remind Homer that he is the space safety <laughs> That's inspector. Right. So, so not looking good for Homer. Bad news. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then we cut to Mr. Burns's office, at least for the time being. Mm-hmm. And he has the giant novelty check. Yes. Which I have always wondered if they actually will cash those or <laughs> I, I assume don't not. I don't think so. I assume not. Do you think they could print out like the magnetic ink on them? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. That's just a pipe dream. Yeah. No one's ever going to hand me a big check like that, are they? <laughs> don't never say never. <laughs> and um, anyway, so uh, he flips it over and he signs it with his quill. Mm-hmm. That's one big check. Mm-hmm. And, we then see Smithers off at some other place, and he is reading or he is listening to tapes called Sycophantic German. Yep. So uh, it is spoken in uh, in German, and then or it's spoken in English, and then in German. So the phrases are "You look sharp today, sir." Uh, uh, <laughs> you you look, look sharpened today. My hair. Yeah. That yeah. was a gutsy decision, sir. Uh, and then Burns buzzes him in, mm-hmm. and. He says, uh, I wanted to give you something to remember me by. This is Burns talking. And I know you've always had your eye on this photo of Elvis and me. And Smithers says, he was so good to his mother, sir. (laughs) I've heard people say that before. (laughs) Uh, He says, yes, but I couldn't understand a word that man said. And then we get this weird, like, imitation from Mr. Burns of of Elvis. Elvis. I don't know, like, I don't know that I can think of another moment where Mr. Burns, like, mocks someone through imitation like he does in this moment. It's sort of, I mean, it just really rubbed me as a strange thing for him to do. Mm-hmm. I, I guess you didn't feel that way. I did you? not. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe but, I'm yeah. wrong about that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, he, yeah, he's making fun of Elvis. Yeah, it is. Mr. Burns, hound dog. Yeah, it just really rubbed me weird. Smithers thinks that's very funny. He says, you're killing me, sir. And... Then he asks Mr. Burns what he will do next. Um, Mr. Burns says first he'll get that new hip he's been hankering for. <laughs> and then who knows? Beekeeping, boxing, bocce ball. The world is my oyster, Smithers. Can I talk to y'all listeners about how much how much I seriously and genuinely would love to keep bees? I think it would be fun. You're allergic to bees. Yeah. I, I well, I have actually kind of thought about going to the doctor and being like, "Can you please test me and see if I'm actually allergic to bees, or if I just s- swell up like other people do?" You mm-hmm. know, because remember I got stung on the hand that time when we yeah. were at the King's Dominion. And you had to put a f- sock on it I, I so you didn't it, inch. It, it swelled up, and I yeah, I had to, like I had to get uh, put lotion all over it, and then like like really lather it with lotion, and then put a sock over it so I wouldn't continue, like scratch it in my sleep. <laughs> Uh, like a baby. Don't you do that with babies so they don't scratch themselves? Yeah, you put little mittens on them. (laughs) So, anyways, I would really love to do that. And I thought that it would be super cool to, like, do it in, like, the 18th century style. Like, if I could find a spot. Oh, like a skep? Like, like, like a pasture or something, like, at work to do it. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, like do it that way. I I thought that would be very cool. But I'd obviously have to get a 
a, an allergy test to make sure that I'm not yeah. actually allergic to yeah. these things. And I feel like if you tried to do it at work, that would be a whole safety issue. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I'd, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's my pipe Beek- dream. Beekeeping TikTok is very interesting. Yes, it is. Yeah. And you know, here's something you might not know about me, listener. I was one of the last Boy Scouts ever to get the beekeeping merit badge. Oh, wow. Did you know that about me? I sure didn't. <laughs> so I don't think I did. I was actually, somebody I know, unfortunately, lost her father recently. And she was trying to date his, I assume it was his Boy Scout uniform. And she had his merit badge sash. Mm-hmm. And I said, the merit badges can be helpful because they come and go. Mm-hmm. And so if you find like a limit, if you got like a limited one, like I have the beekeeping merit badge mm-hmm. on mine, then you can better date, you know, when the badge came around. And uh, I don't know if she used it or not, but she could have. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Cool. Anyways, beekeeping, boxing, bocce ball. Uh, the world is my oyster smithers. I just realized now that he does all of those things. In this yes. episode, yes, <laughs> good for you, Mr. Burns. Yeah, so he d- he yeah he takes advantage of his uh, free time. Uh huh. So, um, then we go to the uh, Simpsons. Are they in the kitchen? Maybe. Anyway, Lisa's think, like doing her homework. I think they're in Lisa's room. Okay, um, she's doing her homework. Uh, Homer approaches her. He says, "Your father needs your help. Do you know anything about Germany?" Oh no. Uh oh. Oh wrong? no. Is the Frankie Act messed up for you? No, I don't have any. I don't have any uh, internet. Don't go away from the Frankie Act because I can't oh, get back to it. <laughs> okay, I don't have any internet either. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, Lisa says, "Well, it's a country in Europe," and he's like, "Okay, good, good. I'm learning." Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's one of the economic powers of the world because we send them money, and then she laughs and she says, "No." Uh, and then he says, or she says, because they're efficient and punctual with a strong worth ec- work ec- ethic. Oh, that was hard to say for some reason. Um, oh, then, I think I know what's going on right now. There is a gentleman who is walking around outside. Oh, okay. uh, you saw him earlier. Uh, he, I think he's at the at the internet box. Is what's gotcha. going on? Okay. So, well, I I still have the frink up. So what, we're what, good. What, what's the timestamp that we're on? Uh, Eleven thirty. Oh man, I know. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, Homer is not excited uh-huh. about this news that the Germans have a strong work work. <laughs> work Why? ethic. Uh-huh. Work ethic. Okay, I'm back. Okay. Um, and so uh that that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to the Marge and Homer's bedroom. Um, and Homer's pacing. He's yep. like, Oh, woe is me. Yep. And Marge sits up, she says, Honey, come to bed. Uh Marge is naked. <laughs> yeah. What's that about? <laughs> I don't know. I noticed that too. She was ready. Yeah. Homer, she, come to bed. <laughs> yeah, she's like got the sheet pulled up, but you can see like her lower back and she has yeah. no clothes yeah, on. There's nothing going on there's, there. There's I mean, you would be able to well. see her nightgown anyway, her usual nightgown. Yeah. Um, but Marge is naked. So anyways, <laughs> yes, she is. So, he, uh, he's come on, Homer, take the hint, bro. Let's yeah. Go. Right. <laughs> uh, so she's like, come to bed and he's worried that he's going to be fired. Yep. Uh, he's certain about it. She says, don't worry. Whatever happens, we'll pay the bills somehow. Yep. And he says, it's not the money. It's his job or his job is his identity. Yep. I, if I'm if, not a safety, watch him a jigger. I'm, I'm nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, uh, she tells him, she's like, well, if you can't do something, if you can't sleep, why don't you do something constructive? Uh-huh. So he <laughs> decides to put together a puzzle. Uh-huh. Did you enjoy this sequence? I, sh- I sure did. Uh-huh. Caitlin likes to put puzzles I like together. Put to- I like putting puzzles together. You no doubt have heard, a, heard say, refer to the, the puzzle. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, that's the Simpson ca- Simpsons Cast of Thousands puzzle, which uh-huh. is a very fun puzzle to put together. Anyway, um, this puzzle is a Battlestar Galactica puzzle. It would be fun to do that again, the Cast of Thousands puzzle, uh, now, and let you put it together and see. Because we were trying to identify people mm-hmm. as you were doing it the first time, and that was very early it on. It was very hard for me, uh-huh. yeah. Because you'd be like, oh, there's so-and-so, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. That's right. Yes, we were doing the puzzle together, and I would be like, well, that's next to this person, and she'd be like, who is that? I, I was like, I don't know who that is. I was like, here's this guy with the glasses and the green hair or whatever. And yeah. 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 So. No, I, I know a lot more now. Um, and re- very recently, I know um, Sherry and Terry's mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. She's in uh, Bart's Soul of the Soul. Uh huh. Yep. So, anyways, Homer starts putting this together. He's not doing a good job. I think maybe the point in this is, if it's not filler, to show that Homer is just not efficient. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he's I, just kind of willy nilly putting pieces together. Yes. My thought, my immediate thought was he should sort the pieces. Otherwise, Caitlin's going to get mad Thank at you. him. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so at my job, we have a break area and there's often a, a jigsaw puzzle set out just for people to work on. And the one we've been like, literally the one we've been working on for months now is incredibly difficult because there's a lot of areas of solid color. Uh-huh. And if there's lots of areas of solid color, you should sort the pieces by their shape. Is it the space one? Is it the space cat one? No, oh, okay. it's a different, it's, oh, okay. uh, it's a star Wars one. Oh, okay. Um, but because there's like upwards of 15 different people working on this, that doesn't happen. Uh-huh. And that's why it's taking so long. <laughs> if they would sort it by the shape, it would be so much easier. But I try not to be weird and type A about the puzzle at work. <laughs> so um, I just let them. And let you, them have you know, it. you know, you just know that it bothers her every time she walks by. She's it does. Like, and I, I go over there, like, I'll make, I'll make myself some tea or something in the afternoons and I'll go stand over there while I wait for the water to heat up. And I just, it, it is infuriating <sighs> i just like maybe caitlin's over there standing there with her linny face like big smile yeah. on her, <laughs> gritted teeth this is great this is the worst thing in my life yeah. <laughs> anyway so anyways um homer is uh he tries to put a puzzle together he clearly falls asleep he wakes up bart wakes him up actually and says hey you gotta get ready for work uh so anyways we cut to the break room homer is standing there with linny and uh somebody else is there too and uh, Smitty, we find out. That's his name, Smitty, the man in the hard hat. Oh, yeah. Uh, and anyways, uh, Horst. Mm-hmm. Horst, that is such a strange name to me. It's like Horace, but yeah, you, that's... you trail off in the middle. Horst. Horst. <laughs> Horst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you about uh, my friend, uh, one, one of my friends at work? He, we were doing a scene, and this is in the 18th century, and the governor uh, comes on, and he is, as one of the governor's aides, is supposed to say something along the lines of, uh, good, day, uh, good day, Your Excellency, you know, um, we were doing this thing, and blah, 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 blah. And the premise of the scene is that the governor has just come back from his plantation, and so the governor, I'm standing there next to, on stage with, with uh, as another one of the aides, and the governor walks in, and I, my friend, our friend, goes, Good day, Governor. I hope that you and your and like you could just see his brain go empty, like it sometimes does when you're on stage. Mm-hmm. And you, he, he just immediately started going through his 18th century Rolodex to find the the a word that would fit so that he could say the word. And like it sounded like it sounded like this. He goes, "Good day, Go- Your Excellency. I hope that you and your 
horse had a nice ride this morning. <laughs> like, like wow. I turned to him like Stewie turns to Brian in that image, that, that tilting head, you know, like, what? <laughs> I was, like, was, it, was it George Washington? I was, oh, man, that was a great moment. But, <laughs> but I, was just, I was just laughing, like laughing on stage. I couldn't help it. I was like, why would you say that? Like, I just imagined the little man in his brain going through that Rolodex, yeah. and he's like, I hope you and your uh, computer. No. Um, uh, uh, ionic fusion. No, 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 no. <laughs> horse, 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 horse. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, uh, anyways, Homer's standing there, and a horse comes in. That's where this came from, mm-hmm. and uh, he uh, he sees him, and he he jumps up immediately, and he starts telling people to stop being so unsafe. And he looks at Smitty and says, "Smitty, safen up." And horse says to Homer, he says, "Homer, could we have a word with you?" And he goes, "No." <laughs> And he's like, "Ah, sorry, I'm a, I must have phrased that badly. My English is how do you say inelegant? inelegant. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I meant to say, may we have a brief, friendly chat? No. <laughs> Once again, I have failed. So then he pops out his little English to our German to English translator book. Yes, and he says, uh, "We request the pleasure of your company to free <laughs> to free exchange of ideas." <laughs> and Homer still Screams, says, "No," and runs away. Yeah. And then we cut to this super iconic scene in my mind. The whole reason I call this the Land of Chocolate episode mm-hmm. is from this sequence. So Homer is in the office with the two with two of the German men. One of them is Horst, and the other one is the German man with the black glasses. Either Fritz or Hans. Yeah. And he says, you've been safety inspector for two years. What initiatives have you spearheaded in that time? And <laughs> uh, Homer can't think of it. All of them? Yeah. Ah, I, <laughs> I see. see. Uh, then you must have some good ideas for the future as well. I sure do. Uh, such as, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was distracted by the window. The, no, I was, the I, cable was intention- no I was intentionally leaving that space there because that's what happened. So, oh, I'm so I sorry. I sure do, space. Oh. Uh, you actually came in right on time. Oh, thank you. Such as, <clears throat> he says, well, uh, I wish the candy machine wasn't so picky about taking beat up dollar bills uh, because a lot of the workers really like candy. And uh-huh. Horse says, we understand Homer. After all, we are from the land of chocolate. Uh-oh. And Homer goes, mmm, the land of chocolate. And then we get this, this dream sequence, this daydream sequence of him bouncing around in the land of chocolate to the music. dun 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 What's wrong? Uh, my, my Frankie act. Uh, okay. Okay. I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So I, I I am too having internet problems. Yeah. Uh, so. They're working on it out there, I guess, for the, yeah. the house that was recently sold. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Homer is bouncing around in the land of chocolate. Uh, the best part of it, in my opinion, is when he picks up the chocolate dog and takes a bite out of it. <laughs> the dog yips and runs away. <laughs> and then we cut back in and Homer is just sitting there in front of these two guys <laughs> going, la, 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 <laughs> Mr. Simpson, Mr. Simpson. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, anyways, we were talking about chocolate, and Horse goes, that was 10 minutes ago. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> He's just been sitting there singing to himself for 10 minutes. Yeah. So anyways, then we cut into uh, Homer's console and 7G, and Lenny and Carl are there, and he's like, yeah, I think I did pretty good in there. Uh, and uh, they, uh, uh, I think it's uh, Carl says, yeah, you know, them Germans ain't so bad. And Lenny says, sure, they've made mistakes in the past, but that's why pencils have erasers. Mm-hmm. And then we get an intercom announcement. Attention, workers. 
We have completed our evaluation of the plant. Uh, we will get to announce the following layoffs, which I will read in alphabetical order. Simpson, Homer. That is all. That is all. Yeah, yeah. I knew exactly where that was going oh, when yeah. you said alphabetical order. And um, <laughs> Homer, Homer is obviously disappointed. Mm-hmm. This is where Caitlin goes, aw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to the Simpsons kitchen, presumably... I guess some time has passed because Bart is feeding Snowball too, and yeah. with the food he is feeding him. Snowball too, a boy. I think Snowball too is a boy. Okay, but Snowball I one's a girl. Always think about Snowball as a girl for yeah. whatever reason. Okay, well, anyway, he's feeding him carrot cat food, which is made up of 12% carrots and 88% ash. That's, yes. And when he dumps it in the bowl, it like there's like a little puff of cloud yep um presumably that ash that's in there yeah uh so it, and uh he's snowball is very disappointed uh-huh and, and uh so i think you know we get right away that they are on a budget right now yes and marge walks in uh-huh. and her hair is split in two it looks awful which really looks like bunny ears it coincides with what Jacob the Carpetbagger said on yes. the video we watched. So we watched uh, a, a video from a YouTuber called Jacob the Carpetbagger, and he went to a little exhibition inside of what looked it like a like bar. It was like a pop-up. Yeah, it was like a barcade, but they did yeah. like a pop-up Simpsons Treehouse of Horror like decoration thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and he yeah. said, I didn't know this. I'd never heard this before. Neither. It makes sense with, with the Life in Hell comics and how people looked and characters looked in those. But he said that originally Marge's hair is so tall because she secretly has bunny ears under there. And yeah. it really does look like bunny ears in this it does. instance. Um, I, thought that, I thought about that too when we were watching it. Yeah. I had always heard that it was because the real Marge, Matt Groening's mom, mm-hmm. had a very tall bouffant. And when he was little looking up at her, it just made her... Her hair just seemed like very, very tall to him. That sounds more accurate to me yeah especially considering that the whole thing about the simpsons uh is that they're not cartoony in those ways right but i don't know do you know listener tell us let us know yeah or have you ever heard that before because that that was the first time i'd ever heard that he was playing the the um simpsons game when he said that so i don't know the the arcade game uh, yeah And anyways, so Marge walks in and she says, look, home, uh, hey, now Bart, uh, oh, sorry, we get an Icarumba from Bart, mm-hmm. Bart looking at her hair. And she mm-hmm. says, now Bart, Lisa did a wonderful job on my hair and we saved $40 for the family. Uh, damn, Marge, that's expensive, <laughs> but that's a lot of hair. Uh, that's not, that's cheap for fancy hair. Dude. In 1991? Uh, it's probably about. Be like $80 if the yeah. inflation was true? Yeah. You'd call that cheap? $80? Oh, well. well. No, I mean I wouldn't pay that to get my hair done. I cut my own hair now. So. <laughs> That's right. We are we cut our own hair in this house. Yeah. Um I mean, it's not unreasonable. Oh, okay. We'll put it that way. Yeesh. Yeah. Anyway, uh we have uh we've all we all have to pull together, Marge says, until your father gets a new job. Lisa points out that she has made a bar of soap by squeezing all of the little soap slivers together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Bart says, instead of buying co- today, instead of buying comic books, I just read them and left them in the store. <laughs> Marge does not like that. She says, yeah, you shouldn't do that. Uh, Lisa's jump rope broke and she tied it back together. Uh-huh. Um, Bart ba- says, I didn't take a bath today and I may not take one tomorrow. And then she's like, I want you to take baths, Bart. Yes. Yeah. So uh, then Homer is over trying to presumably fish some 
bread out of the toaster. Uh, with a fork. With a fork, yes. Bad idea. It's all sparking. You know, he says, lousy German know-it-alls. Who are they to say I'm not safe? As he's actively not being safe. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's wrong with this stupid thing? And he turns and looks at the outlet, which has like 12 outlets plugged into it. Yeah, not not very safe. So he's so, like, no problems here. Then we cut to Mr. Burns, who is out living his retired life, mm-hmm. playing bocce ball. Mm-hmm. And Grandpa Jasper and another man are there. Yep. Um, they're <laughs> they're heckling him. They're yeah, sort of. They're they're or they're kind of encouraging him, but then like yeah. they make fun of him when he's not very. Keep your good wrist at it. supple. Don't throw throw it. Don't aim it. You know. Yeah, and, and then, then and then he Mr. Burns throws it again. Mr. Burns is very very weak. Yes. The ball does not go far at all. <laughs> no, no. And uh, they start laughing at uh-huh. him. And then he gets mad. He's like, this is my park. Get out. And so they, yep. they walk out. And then uh, Grandpa says, yeah, it was worth it. Uh-huh. Uh, so <clears throat> then um, Smithers is on the phone. I guess he called Mr. Burns. Somebody called somebody. Yeah. yeah. I, well, yeah, I guess he did because... Uh, uh, Smithers says to him, he says, this place has really gone to hell, Mr. Burns. It's obscene what they did to your office. They turned it into a daycare is what they did. Oh, yeah. And then um, he says, listen, Smithers, you caught me at a bad time, but my folk guitar class has been canceled for tonight. Would you like to get together for a drink? And, uh-huh. of course, uh, Smithers Would I? Too. Yeah. Uh, see you at 6 o'clock. So we uh, then the phone hangs up, and the reason that Mr. Burns has somebody else holding the phone for him is because he's wearing boxing gloves. Yeah, and he um, is is about to beat up or try to beat up this very tall man, um, very tall, muscular man. Yep. Uh, and he says, you're going down, my friend. And the man says to him, yes, sir, Mr. Burns. <laughs> yeah. So then we see the um, Germans outside of the power plant. They're mm-hmm. looking at the cooling towers, and there's some some waste coming out and they're like, mm, that, that shouldn't, shouldn't be. be. Yep. And then they decide and they discover that it's because some raccoons are chewing the wires. Yep. Um, and then we come back to Mr. Burns. Uh, he's keeping his bees. He is. Yep. So he has cut, he has marked off all three of the things that he said he was going to do. Yep. So he's getting, um, he's talking to the bees. It says, gather the nectar, my little drones, and make the honey. Yep. Honey for your children. Yep. Fools. <laughs> and then uh, Smithers is there, and he's ready to go get a drink. And yep. Mr. Burns tells him to wait just a second. I want to introduce you to the gang. That's Buzz and Honey. Uh-huh. And do you see that queen over there? Her name is Smithers. <laughs> uh, very flattering, sir. But yeah. we should go. <laughs> yeah. He's like, several bees, bees are stinging me. And yeah. That's bad. That's bad because <laughs> as we know from, is this 22 shorts? It's 22 shorts. Yep. Smithers is very, very allergic to bees. I can't get stung. It causes me to um die. die. <laughs> yeah. So maybe this was before his severe allergy kicked in. Maybe so. Maybe I do this hear is what that, caused it. I do hear that bee sting allergies get worse mm-hmm. as you are exposed to the venom in stings. Yes. Right. So that's what I hear. Yes. That's what I have heard as well. So anyway, uh, they, uh, they cut, uh, two Mo's and, uh, Mo gets a crank call from Bart. I'm trying to hurry this along because we're an hour and a half in. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the crank call is um, Mrs. Uh, the last name Mrs. O'Problem, first name B. 
BO problem. Yes. Yung, 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 yung. Yeah. So of course Mo calls out to the bar. Do I have a BO problem here? And Barney says, Yeah, you sure do. Yep. And Mo the- threatens him in my favorite threatening of Bart so far from Mo, which is when I get a hold of you, I'm going to use your head for a bucket and paint my house with your brains. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> I Mo, like that. Mo must be a writer for Itchy and Scratchy. He must I be. I feel like that's along the <laughs> yeah. same lines. So anyways, Bart hangs up and Marge walks in and says the words that she uh, Bart doesn't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Says, I want you to go down to Mo's tavern. I need you to bring your father home. So I guess Homer's drowning a sorrow's a little too much here. Yeah. Um, so Bart doesn't really want to go, but he does. Uh-huh. He, and he walks in and Mo is at the bar mm-hmm. and he walks up to... Who is that? Do you know who Sam. that is? It's Sam. Uh, the, the bar fly that wears a green hat. Yeah. His name is Sam. And um, he walks up to Sam and says, excuse me, I'm looking for, and Mo recognizes that voice. He goes, uh-huh. I know that voice. And he turns around. Bart's gulping. Uh-huh. Uh, well, if it isn't Bart Simpson, I haven't seen you in years. Yep. And he's like, yep, that's right. That's my pop. And Homer's asleep on the bar. Yep. He says, I, uh, Mo, uh, Mo says to Bart, I bet you get in all kinds of trouble he doesn't even know about. And he's like, am I right? Am I right? And Bart's like, well, you know, I make some crank phone calls. And in this context, Mo was like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Which I I thought when this scene was unfolding, I was like, how does he not recognize Bart's voice? Uh-huh. But, I mean, he does. He just doesn't put it in the right context, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, he says, hey, would you sing that old song you used to sing for me? And I immediately thought that this was going to be the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Uh-huh. Did no. you think that? No. Okay. I mean, I thought about that, but no. I was like, yeah, they make Bart perform a lot. They do. Uh, and anyways, uh, we then see, uh, did you already say this, that Burns and Smithers are coming up? No. Anyways, so, so we, we, we cut outside of the bar. Burns and Smithers, oh, look, a blue-collar bar. Uh, and he says, oh, Smithers, let's go slumming. Uh, so Bart is in there singing the Teddy Bear Picnic song. Apparently, originally, it was supposed to be the Good Ship Lollipop, but they couldn't uh, get the rights. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, anyways, they're they're singing. He's singing "Teddy Bear Picnic," mm-hmm. and uh, everyone is having a uh, is everyone's having a, a good time. And then in comes Mr. Burns and Smithers. Ah, the mirthless laugh of the damned. Hold your nose, Smithers. We're going in. Yep. Homer's still passed out at the bar. Yep. Uh, and uh, Smithers walks. Or excuse me, Burns and Smithers walk in. Burns says, "Watch me blend in. Barkeep, some cheap domestic beer for me and my buddy here." And Burn uh, Homer wakes up. Homer wakes up. Yeah, I'm not your buddy, you greedy old reptile. Yeah, and then he turns to Smithers, of course, and says, "Who is this saucy fellow?" Smithers tells him it's Homer Simpson, Sector Seven Gruber. I mean, Sector Seven G. That's right. Recently Uh, terminated. Yeah, he's like, "That's right." Homer's like, "That's right." Right. I lost my job, so you can have another hundred million dollars. Let me ask you something. Does your money cheer you up when you're feeling blue? And Mr. Burns, of course, says, yes. yes. Okay, bad example. So let, let me ask you this. Does your money ever hug you when you get home at night? Why, no. Then does it ever say, I love you? No, it doesn't. Nobody loves you. Nobody loves you. You're old and you're ugly. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> chanting, nobody loves you. Right? Yeah. And uh, everyone's patting Homer on the back, you know. Yeah, they're like, says, way to go, Homer. Yeah, good heavens, Smithers. They're not afraid of me anymore. Yeah. Bart walks up to Burns at this point, says, Hey, Mr. Burns, did you get that letter I sent? Letter? I don't recall any letter. And Bart then says, That's because I forgot to stamp it. As he stamps it. His- yep. Bart is very violent in this episode. He is. Must be all that itchy and scratchy. I guess so. <laughs> so uh, everyone's laughing, even Moe's laughing. 
And Mr. Burns says, that's no accident. Let's get out of here. They start to sing the na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na. But in in the episode, it's written on the frink here as, hey, 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 goodbye, which is how I know it. Uh But they were pretty clearly saying, wave goodbye. Oh. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. I am. I would. Yeah, I, I was listening closely to it, and I was just like, "That sounds wrong." And it sounds like they were saying, "Wave goodbye." Maybe that's a way of getting around paying. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh. So, then, um, Mr. Burns says, "What good is money if you can't inspire terror in your fellow man?" Very. I've Burnsian. got to get the plant back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, next scene, we go back to the Germans. Yep. Uh, and we get a Gott in Himmel, which I assume is God in Heaven. Mm. Uh, you know, who'd have thought a nuclear power plant could be such a death trap? Yeah. <laughs> it will cost another hundred million just to bring it up to code. And then Mr. Burns enters. He says, please sell me my plant back. He, I'll pay anything. Yes. He comes in and Smithers puts down a cloth, yeah. a handkerchief for him to kneel on. Yeah. <laughs> and then Horst, it breaks the number one rule in negotiation. He puts all his cards on the table uh-huh. and says, isn't this a happy coincidence? You are desperate to buy and we are desperate to sell. Desperate, eh, says Burns. Advantage, Burns. Mm-hmm. And he says, this is my offer. I think you'll find it most unfair, but those are the breaks. It is pointed out by uh, either Hans or Franz uh, uh, that... <laughs> Fritz. Fritz. Hans, oh, Hans, and Franz, Hans and Franz are from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He says, uh, but Mr. Burns, this is half of what we paid you. Burns says, that's my final offer. Take it or leave it. Then Horst says, all right, Mr. Burns, you win. But beware, we, we Germans aren't all smiles and sunshine. Ooh, the Germans are mad at me. Yeah. I'm so scared. Ooh, Ooh the Germans. Stop it. Stop that. <laughs> Don't let the Germans come after me. Please stop the pretending you're scared, Gabe. No, they're so big and strong. Stop it, Mr. Burns. <laughs> Protect me from the Burns, uh, Germans. Stop it. <laughs> uh, and then Burns goes into his office. He kicks all the kids out. Yeah. They had turned his office into a daycare. I don't think we said that. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, and then he says, your order, sir. Mr. Bur- uh, Smithers says to Burns, your order, sir. He says, restore my office, cancel all repairs, and hire rehire that chap who sassed me at the bar. Homer Simpson? But why? And he says... Smithers, I keep my friends close and my enemies closer. He'll slowly regain his confidence as the months and years drift by, blissfully unaware that the sword of Damocles, Damocles, I don't even know what that is, uh, is dangling just above his head. And then one day when he least expects it, he holds a letter opener up Uh and then stabs a stuffed animal with the squeaks. Uh And um, we cut immediately to the Simpsons uh, kitchen or living room. Uh Uh-huh. Homer says, woohoo, or he's on the phone. He says, woohoo, I got my job back. Cut to credits. Yep. That's okay. the end. That's it. Mm-hmm. We're at an hour 40. What'd you think? Woo! <laughs> um, I hate to say it, but not a banger for me. I don't think this is a banger episode. Yeah. Uh, I like this episode a lot. I think that this is a very good episode. Mm-hmm. I think this is a really good, like, thus far season three episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's certainly better than what I would have it, expected at all in seasons one or two uh, I think that there's a, a, a wide array of characters here yeah um, and I'm sure that you appreciate that aspect yeah of it. Uh, and it also disrupts 
the universe that we know. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's pretty much one of the first times that's happened. Uh-huh. So therefore, like like you were saying, there's a lot going on that, you know, is not typical of the other episodes we've seen so far. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 I really like this episode. Uh, I think you're right. I think it's not a banger. Um, but hey, the jokes land here. Uh, I think that overall, the characters are well settled into their character yeah burns, the you know, burn smithers relationship is definitely what we know yeah and, and burn sums himself up in that what good is having money if you can't inspire terror right. <laughs> in your fellow man yeah. right so like the speaking of virtue the ill virtue of mr burns is well set here yeah yeah so not a banger for me but i did enjoy the episode yeah uh, i'm just looking at my notes to see if there's anything that i missed i don't think so um uh well you know what? Maybe one day when we have our $100 million, we'll be able to go get the super deluxe car wash like Homer. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. I really enjoyed chatting through this. Uh, I really enjoyed the wild tangents that I went off on for some time. I hope you did, too. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get a brand new episode every week, Wednesday morning at 7.42 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And hey, while you're hitting that subscribe button, why don't you go ahead and leave us a, r- a rating, the highest rating, on whatever platform you happen to be listening to this on that really helps us out. Also, make sure that you're following us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Escalator to Nowhere Pod, and we are on Twitter at Esk to Nowhere Pod. Also, if you'd like to send us an email, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email at Escalator to Nowhere Pod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Okay, well, we are going to continue our way through the series, and next week we have I Married Marge. Married Marge, yeah, that's going to be a nice, touching episode. I'm already crying. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Hey, Robert. Huh? Pick six national championship. (laughs) (laughs) They say he's still up there. (laughs) So anyways, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We are looking forward to next week with I Married Marge. And until then, I am Robert. I am Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. I am learning. And we are having so much fun doing this. We hope that you're enjoying it too. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time. See you later. Bye.